welcome to Housing Developments. I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm a very tired Jim Tobin. Good morning. I think we're both pretty tired. It was a long night last night. Um, what, what are your thoughts right now, Jim? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, polling was wrong. And first and foremost, all the polling that had uh, that had it had Biden a big in, in either the swing states or just nationwide. I, I don't think that played out. It's, it's, it's a much closer race. Uh, at least at, at least at this point, um, I, think, I think control of the United States Senate is the other big the other big uh, interesting and surprising factor uh, from last night. It looks like at this point and there, there's still some races that, that are going to either go to runoffs or are yet to be called. But it looks like uh, the Republicans are going to hold serve in the Senate. And they'll, they'll lose, they lost a couple seats, but it looks like they're going to retain the majority, which was not a foregone conclusion. Uh, you know, over the last uh, several months. So still a long way to go, but another another nail biter. Yeah, it looks to me like you're, you're, you're not going to know definitively until uh, uh, at least the votes won't all be counted definitively till the end of this week. And then I think you're looking at lawsuits, uh, not because I think there's any improprieties necessarily, but I think you're talking about two very combative candidates that are not going to go gently into that good night. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I, I think it's uh, it's going to be an interesting time for the next couple of weeks. Um, I agree with you about the Senate. Uh, I, I think the Republicans are going to hold there. Um, what is interesting to me is the number of House races that went to the Republicans that people weren't expecting. Uh, they picked up what what it's over ten seats. Yeah, it looks like they're going to have a net gain, which which people were predicting more of a five to ten or even a fifteen net gain uh, for the Democrats. So a couple seats down in Miami, mm-hmm. uh, Donna Shalala seat flipped back uh, to Republican. Uh, the, the seat south of us here, Jerry, the uh, the Abigail Spanberger seat uh, outside of Richmond. That that that's the old Eric Cantor seat. That one flipped last time to Democrat. Looks like uh, she's on her way out the door. Uh, there as well, and and then some other races across the country. So you know, by and large, a, a good night uh, for uh, for the Republicans in the House. Again, not enough to take over the majority, uh, but certainly gives them a little bit of hope that they can they can start to compete again uh, in some of those suburban seats that they lost two years ago. Well, let me ask you a question about that. Uh, I smell blood in the water for Nancy Pelosi's speakership. Uh, they were predicting a. Uh, double-digit increase for the House Democrats. Not only did that not come to pass, they ended up losing seats. Uh, you have the firebrands on what they call the squad already making noise. Uh, I think the Democrat majority is a very divided caucus right now. How do you look at that going forward? Yeah, uh, agreed. I think, you know, we, you, you and I have talked about this even on, on, on the podcast, uh, that, that the Democrats are, are they're going to run into the same problem Republicans had with the Tea Party, which is you're going to have a very vocal uh, minority inside the, 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 the Democratic caucus that's going to give the, the speaker fits and starts. And with a, with a shrunken majority, those progressives and, and again, the, the far left are going to have a bigger role and a bigger voice, and they're going to be able to have some demands for what they want. But more importantly, they're going to be able to hold withhold support uh, on, on key floor votes. So I think Nancy Pelosi is going to have to do some of her best uh, leadering uh, over the next couple of years. And that's if, if you're right, 
Uh, they may take a run at her. Remember, she she kind of brokered a deal that let this last cycle was going to be her uh, her kind of swan song that she would only serve for two years. I I don't think she goes that gently into that good night either. Uh, but I I think you're right. I think there's going to be a challenge. I'll throw one out to you. I heard a rumor yesterday, uh, and again, it's more just political fun. Is that um, that if Biden wins, he would appoint New York Senator Kirsten Gillibrand to a cabinet post, thereby opening up a Senate seat. And Governor Cuomo would appoint uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to the Senate, thereby alleviating a whole bunch of headaches for a whole lot of people. Chuck Chuck Schumer for his reelection next cycle, uh, Nancy Pelosi in the short term uh, from any kind of challenge and headaches there. And, uh, and, and so I don't know, that, that one I thought was very funny, um, but, but that's the kind of stuff people are already talking about. Well, that's, uh, that's uh, New York for you, I guess. Too, right? um, well, I don't know, Jim, I, I think we've got a ways to go here before we know a whole lot about what the legislative landscape is going to look like. Uh, I think that uh, the, the, some of these leadership slots will be interesting. Uh, clearly, if the Republicans do hold the Senate, Mitch McConnell's uh, slot in that leadership is, is rock solid safe. Um, anything on the, on the on the House side? I figure uh, since they picked up seats, Kevin McCarthy and his team probably all stay the same. Um, so really, the only open question in, in in congressional leadership is whether the the liberals in the House uh, Democratic Caucus go after Pelosi. Is that accurate? Yeah, I think, and, and I think if if Biden ultimately wins this election, I think it, it's easier for them to give Pelosi another chance. Um, but again, like you said, if 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 the if the Republicans remain control of the Senate, you have you basically have what we've had over the last two years, which is the, the House passing uh, their liberal agenda, it dying on the steps of the United States Senate, uh, and then you've got a president who really can't move too much forward. Uh, so uh, you know he'll he'll have to Biden will have to uh, do much of what Trump did through executive order and regulation. Of course, we're going to have to be uh, going to be on guard for for a lot of those things. I think we, we, you and I have talked in the podcast. We'll see some uh, some regression from the the uh, deregulatory nature of the last four years, and so we're going to have some some areas to uh, to play de- to play defense on. But there's always opportunity. I'm I'm hopeful we see another Corona package. We've got some unfinished business there. Uh, maybe we even see that in the lame duck. Uh, and then you know, Biden will want to try to do infrastructure. That's always a big issue for both Republicans and Democrats, especially in a trouble, a, a, an economy looking to regain its footing. Uh, and maybe a deal comes together there, uh, but but who knows how they're going to pay for that. So uh, like everything you and I talk about, we're optimists, all, all these opportunities out there for, for home building. And again, as, uh, as we we know we're going to be the one bright spot in the economy, we're going to continue to prove uh, that we will bring this economy out of its uh, recession. Uh, and so it's up to us to make sure that the, we've got policies in place that uh, allow us to keep constructing affordable uh, housing, both uh, for market and uh, for, for sale and rental. Well, you know, I know we're both tired, but uh, we're not paid to be tired. We're paid to right. work. And so uh, as I welcome you into the uh, first day of the 2024 campaign, cycle, <laughs> I, I, I ask you for your way too early uh, <laughs> predictions on the on the tickets in 2024. Ooh, ooh. All right. So uh, let's assume Trump loses uh, just for now. I, I think... Pence, Pence 
will will be out there, but I think Pence will be damaged by the loss, even though you know the top of the tickets the the, the burden. Uh, I, I I still think Marco Rubio after his run uh, four years ago, I think he comes back. Uh, he's been positioning himself close to Trump, but not quite close enough that he that he can't separate from him. Uh, you, you've got um, Tom Cotton in uh, in Arkansas, Senator from Arkansas. He's someone uh, that has made some some waves about about running. Uh, and then, and then you've got some some governors who who, who may take a run at it, uh, but uh, I, I, it is way too early. But uh, I'm gonna, I'll, I, I think there's, you got a couple front runners with with Rubio and and uh, and Tom Cotton uh, coming out of the Senate so far. Harking back to the days of uh, the local TV show, the, the McLaughlin Group, <laughs> the uh, sort of ornery, prickly uh, uh, moderator of that, John McLaughlin. I'll, co- I'll quote him right now. Wrong! <laughs> Buffalo breath. Nikki <laughs> Haley from South Carolina uh, will be, I'm predicting now, uh, the Republican nominee with one of those aforementioned senators as her running mate. There you go. There you, you go. Write it down. Write it down. Morton Kondracki, what do you have to say? <laughs> uh, wrong. Anyway, uh, listeners, um, we will update this podcast as things develop here in Washington over the course of uh, today and, and maybe even into the, the entire week. We'll keep you posted. Uh, and when we do have some conclusions, that's when we'll start talking more definitively about, uh, about the, the uh, uh, legislative uh, landscape and what might happen going forward for the next two years. But in the meantime, you can put it in the books. Nikki Haley. Republican nominee 2024. Uh, I'm Jerry Howard. And I'm Jim Tobin. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. See ya. Well, I need a nap.